0: Welcome to the new episode of Starting Your Own Coffee Shop. I am Jerry Stolani, the founder of Café Chocolat in downtown D.C. I had no experience when I started four years ago, and if I can do it, you can too. Tune in. Welcome to the new episode of Ristretta Time, starting and running your own coffee shop. This is episode number 20, and, um, it's, it's been, um, an awesome and fun ride. Um, thank you so much for listening to these podcasts. I, I see, you know, the numbers once in a while, uh, I see the analytics and, and it's kind of nuts, um, to see how many people actually tune in to, to listen to these episodes. And, and it's honestly, for me, it's, a, it's an honor, um, that, you know, people kind of value this advice uh, for whatever it's worth. Um, I also um, want to thank everybody who sends me emails um, with questions. Again, I, I do my best to answer any emails. I get any questions um, that uh, everybody has. And, you know, I, I love um, kind of seeing what Issues everybody's kind of struggling with and, and seeing, you know, what kind of input I can provide. Uh, so it's awesome. If you have any questions, if you're opening your shop or you want to open your shop or you thought about it or you just have a general question on on just retail or coffee shops, again, send me an email. Uh, my email address is dolani at gmail.com. D as in David, O-L-L-A-N as in Nora, I at gmail.com. So, uh, as I said, I, I take my, you know, time, um, to respond to each email. So, um, you know, I love doing them. Um, what else? Oh, um, one other thing, um, you know, if you listen to the podcast and you like it, I would love it if you guys would just kind of rate it on, um, your whatever your favorite app is that you use if it's uh apple podcasts if you can just kind of rate it provide some feedback you know so i know what to work on and what to fix uh again you know this is not super technical my setup is not super technical i have like a 100 hundred dollar microphone somebody gifted me and then i just connected to my um iphone and there's an app that i use so i don't have like a whole um podcasting setup so I apologize if you know my voice goes in and out you know once in a while Um, or you know it's not to like the typical usual podcast standard that um, I guess everybody's used to. So um, you know for that just bear with me. Anyway so today um, I actually wanted to um, just do a podcast on some of the basic questions and and not to say they're not important and not to say that they're not, you know, necessary uh, that people have specifically when it comes to starting up a shop, right? If you've never done this before, um, even questions about where to buy cups or what type to buy or how many do you need on hand before you start are things that will keep you out at night and they've kept me up at night. Um, And again sometimes you know if you don't really kind of have that advice you just have to go out on a limb and just you know um see what happens i think at the end of the day as long as you have paper cups on hand um you can just give out people paper cup and paper cups and 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 most customers will be very, very forgiven when you open up. So don't let these, uh, things scare you, but, um, I've got some questions specifically on this. So I'll just go ahead and, and, uh, read one of the questions that I received. Uh, and it says, hi, Jerry, my husband and I are opening a coffee shop, um, in the fall and we've become, you know, um, huge fan of the podcast. Um, I wanted to ask you a very specific question about the mugs you used in the shop. I know from Café Chocolate Instagram's page that you guys were uh, super authentic with all your cup choices, Cortado glasses being one example. I was wondering if you could help me determine where to purchase my coffee espresso mugs and glasses, how many of each you'd recommend purchasing for a mid rural town coffee shop, and what brands you like best. Um uh we will have takeaway cups as well but want to offer the real stuff for those who want to stay and enjoy thank you for um you know um helping us get started um okay so great question uh again you know um i'm not you know, kind of like an, an expert at dishware, um, I did my research just like everybody else, you know, just went online and, and looked at different things. Uh, but when I ordered my cups, I had one thing in mind, and I think this is the first thing that you need to kind of think about, is your setup and your type of shop. What kind of shop is it, right? Is it going, is it in, you know, by the side of a highway where everybody's going to come in, you know, drive through, drive away? And or, you know, they're just going to come in, pick it up, maybe sit outside for five minutes and then and then walk out. Or is it going to be kind of more of a um, type of coffee culture type of a coffee shop, right? Where people want to, you get a lot of espresso fans, um, and they want to sit down and kind of enjoy their espresso cup or cappuccino or whatever it is. And they're spending a lot more time. They're using your coffee shop as like their hangout place or their place of study, or, you know, they're spending a lot more time on your shop. Right. Uh, and it's also, it also has to do with the type of atmosphere that you're trying to provide in your shop. So, at my shop uh because espresso was uh, a very important thing for me um and again you know I love espressos and everywhere I go I actually prefer to be served in a ceramic cup um and I kind of hate it when people hand me a paper cup um of espresso and you know maybe it's just snobbish but uh uh, i I wanted to make sure that a customer like me would never have to face that at my shop right so I spent some time looking at uh ceramic cups and um i love um i, I from a brand perspective I love acme um acme cups u s a um just because the cup itself is very thick um and I like that for two reasons one is because i I love that feeling you know in my mouth when I put you know the tip of the cup and I'm sipping that espresso and it's just very full like I love that feeling Um, and the other part is being that is thick it's been very very sturdy so in my shop I rarely had to order new cups because even if they dropped and we dropped a lot of them uh, most of the time they were safe um, because they were thick um, so they were they were very, um, you know, very, very good to use in a fast-paced, um, you know, type of place uh, like we were. Because even if people dropped them, you know, a lot of the times it was safe um, and it didn't break. So um, Acme Cups USA, um, if you open an account with them. I mean, you can buy them as directly as retail. They're not cheap. They're at least when I I, I don't know what they are now. I probably should kind of go look at them, but um, they were roughly about six, seven dollars per cup, and then six, seven dollars per saucer, right? And I think they came in a in a, a group of six. That's the smallest quantity you could buy. So they weren't cheap, but uh, I mean, they lasted me for three years, and and it was one of those investments that it was worth making, at least from my side, both from, from a feeling perspective, from a branding perspective, but also from a durability perspective. Uh, so that was uh, actually a really good you know, investment. So like I said, Acme Cup USA, I think if you set up an account with them um, and you have, obviously you're, you're a business and you set up a wholesale account, it's a, uh, it used to be 50% off their retail price. Uh, so it's, 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 I guess, a nice discount. But I don't know, I mean, just check it out, um, AcmeCupsUSA.com or just Google it and you'll, um, uh, you'll definitely find them um, online. Um, in terms of glassware, I bought my glassware on Amazon.com. Like I, I wanted 6 ounce or 8 ounce or t- 10 ounce. What I used at my shop was um, uh, mason jars. Uh, Wide mouth mason jars just because I mean obviously they're trendy and everybody you know especially if you're in a kind of yuppie neighborhood everybody wants to drink out of a jar um and and it it worked well with the shop uh but I bought them on Amazon and I used Amazon for pretty much everything I mean at one point I stopped using my distributor for paperwork or for paper products like you know um eight ounce cups four ounce cups for example for espresso uh Barely any distributor will carry them, but you'll definitely find them on Amazon. They're not cheap, uh, but if you you want to kind of maintain that branding or that image that you have, uh, it's it's nice to have four ounce cups for uh, for espressos. You know, especially if if you got a lot of people that come in for espressos, uh, like we did. So it's it's better than serving it in this next smallest denominator, which is basically an eight ounce cup, and it just looks like it's empty you know so you want to you want to serve it in a smaller cup um anyway i use the amazon for a lot of this stuff and especially if you set up like monthly deliveries if you kind of got a handle of if you get a handle of you know how how long does it take you to turn over your um your paper products uh, you can set up like you know a shipment to come every week every two weeks every three weeks every month there's you know, 5 to 15% discount on Amazon if you set up kind of recurring um, orders. And it was nice. It was uh, a lifesaver specifically, you know, when I needed sleeves, uh, because sometimes when you get printed sleeves, your uh, printer is running behind and, you know, you go two, three weeks without actually your sleeves uh, being there. So you need something in, in between. And you can't beat Amazon's next day delivery or next two days delivery. So for a lot of like glassware and paperware, I I went straight to uh, to Amazon and I and I noticed that prices were, if not the same as the distributors that I were using, uh, cheaper. Because the thing is, you know, when you're a small coffee shop, uh, especially at our size, we just couldn't qualify for somebody like Cisco or U.S. Foods to distribute to us. We just just didn't have that kind of a volume where I needed to order, you know, a minimum of $500 every three days, you know, in terms of, like, paperwork or milk or all of that stuff. Um, so, you know, so um, just use Amazon for uh, a lot of these things. Um, next question is... Um, how many cups do I need in my shop? That's a that's a good question. I mean, as long as you have paper products available, and obviously they come in boxes of a thousand, you'll be good to go for for at least you know three four days, depending on how busy you are, right? And sometimes it could last a week or two weeks, just depending on the type of the size of cup. Um, if you're looking for ceramics cups it depends on how big your store is and also it depends on the type of clientele that will visit your store right so if you're if you've got a big space and and it's everybody will be sitting there um and bringing their friends and you're going to be using a lot of ceramic cups you have to in consideration one if you have a dishwasher um or if you have ceramic cups ceramic cups definitely do get a dishwasher because Having somebody trying to wash them by hand in a in a three compartment sink, it's going to be hell and pretty soon you will realize that you will need to order a dishwasher anyway. Um, so I would say just go ahead and do it. don't even think about it. Don't try to save you know two three thousand dollars on a dishwasher because it, it's a it's a purchase that you will end up making down the road anyway. so might as well just start fresh with it. Um, in terms of ceramic cups at my shop, I had I started out with 12 espresso cups, uh 32 cortado cups and I mean I started out I think they came in a box of 24 and then I started buying more and more of them uh just because cortadas kind of became the number one uh drink that was requested of my shop for some reason people thought, you know, the cortado is where it's at uh, at Café Sociedad. So I had a lot of cortado cups. Um, I had twelve latte cups, twelve cappuccino cups, and ten uh, drip ten ounce cups. Um, I I didn't have a lot of customers who came in for drip coffee and just kind of sat there. Um, most of my drip coffee customers were, they would come in, they would ask for, you know, a cup of drip coffee and they would just walk out. So I didn't see the need for a lot of drip coffee. But you also have to kind of have an understanding of who your clientele is and, you know, just kind of gauge it that way. Uh, but that's that's what I had with my shop. Um, the next question is, should I offer different sizes of latte cappuccino um you know and and products like that um i mean that's that's a, an interesting question and you know my answer to that is it depends at my shop we try to remain as true to standard coffee sizes as possible right so uh the only product that I had variation on in terms of size was drip. I had small, medium, large drip coffee. Um, In terms of my other products, like a latte, a cappuccino, an espresso, a cortado, I stuck with only one size. Um, And I did that because I wanted to, I was, you know, my shop was right across uh, from a Starbucks. Uh, So I wanted to make sure that when people walked into my shop, it was something different, right? And sometimes I'll put a sign out saying, hey, tired of Starbucks, you're going to love us. Uh, because I wanted to make sure that kind of people understood that this is a different alternative. It's not the same thing, right? Uh, so I I was in a way, I shouldn't say forced to stick to one size, but I also wanted to be true to You know, the size, like a a size for a cappuccino, you know, uh, the true size for um, a flat white, the true size for um, a latte. At the end of the day, Starbucks is where everybody starts in coffee, right? Um, And... And Starbucks has trained everybody to their sizes, you know, like a venti, uh, a soda, or whatever. I, I don't even remember what the sizes are anymore. But, um, and, and everybody thinks that, you know, a cappuccino comes in three sizes small, medium, large. A lot that comes in three sizes small, medium, large, right? And, and everybody thinks that wherever they go, um, most of your customers who have been, you know, trained by Starbucks. Um, in terms of what coffee is like and what sizes should be like, we'll come to your store really kind of expecting expecting the same thing right so it's not a big deal and actually you know it may be beneficial from from a, a revenue standpoint to be able to offer different sizes right like a, a small medium and a large on a cappuccino. At the end of the day you're not you're you're literally just kind of adding more milk to it. You know, which which is just pennies on the dollar, but you're charging people, you know, 50 to fifty cents more, a dollar more, a dollar 50 more for just, you know, two, three pennies more in milk, right? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're just going to stick with uh, like a double shot of espresso as a base. So... And if you want, you can add, you know, three shots of espresso to make it like a medium and you can do four shots of espresso to make it a large. Uh, But generally speaking, most people don't want more than two shots of espresso in their their cup. So from a revenue standpoint and from, from like a dollar average standpoint, it makes sense to have three different sizes or or more than one size because it gives you an opportunity to make more money um uh, with the larger sizes and and cost increases would be minimal right from from the smaller size to the medium size to the large size so you know i would say if if you're thinking dollars and cents absolutely do do um have uh, different sizes and people love choices anyway you know sometimes they may feel like they may feel like oh I'm so tired I need a, a large uh, latte and then they may be like oh you know a small latte would be fine you know like especially after after they've had lunch so it gives them um, it gives them some um, more choices and, and obviously having more choices is, is better from a customer standpoint I mean not to beat a dead horse here but I'll I'll illustrate you know people's kind of affinity for um, Starbucks with... um uh, a funny story you know that that happened at the shop and it made me think uh, about this for 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 a while like I said earlier we used to put a we we were right across a Starbucks so we used to put a sign out uh, that said you know tired of Starbucks, you're gonna love us and you know some people got a kick out of it and, you know we'd get actually a, a good amount of people come in uh, to the shop and ask you know to try our products and some people didn't really like it you know but at the end of the day it, it worked. So we didn't do it too often, but periodically we'd we'd uh, kind of put that sign out because because uh, it was it was fun. Anyway, so one customer walks in and he's like, Oh man, I just saw you guys a sign and now I'm so tired of Starbucks. I'm ready. All right. And I said, Yeah, you know, welcome. You're gonna love us just like you know, the sign says, and the menu's right behind me. You know, let me know what you uh, what you prefer, and I'll make a drink for you. He's like, yeah, can I get, like, a, a medium frappuccino? And I said, I'm sorry, we don't really have frappuccino. Frappuccino is a Starbucks thing, and, you know, traditional, we do traditional coffee uh, products here. And he goes, yeah, but your sign says if you're tired of Starbucks. And I'm tired of Starbucks, but I'm not tired of my frappuccino. So basically, you know... People may may say they're tired of Starbucks, but at the end of the day, they're used to drinking their one favorite drink, and they assume that if they're going to get that there, uh, they're going to get the same drink anywhere else, right? That that's the standard. So they assume Starbucks is a standard and everything else is a deviation, right? So, and uh, and going into more kind of like a, a, a marketing side of this and consumer behavior side of this, there's a a law, a marketing rule kind of that speaks to this called the the, the law of double jeopardy. Um, and basically what that says is that as a um, a, a smaller brand attracts less customers than a bigger brand. You know, over the same period of time, and actually they lose a lot more customers over that period of time than a bigger brand, right? Um, and Starbucks, unfortunately, is the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room, and they're basically the industry juggernaut. So everything kind of plays to the tune of uh, of Starbucks, um, in in our industry. So, in 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 one way to kind of explain what this law is, um, think about it this way, right? If you see a person on the street um, holding a a Sprite bottle, you can safely assume that they also are a Coke drinker, right? Um, And if you see somebody on the street with a Coke bottle, you cannot really safely assume they also drink Sprite, right? So that's, that's that. So if somebody's coming to your shop, you can safely assume that they also um, uh, shop at Starbucks frequently and maybe more frequently than they do at your shop, right? Um, Obviously, there's exceptions to the rules, but just generally when you take it in aggregate, you know, for all your customer base, you know, this would be uh, the rule. All right, and uh, final question for this episode. Um, Should I have different varieties of coffee? Uh, at my shop? That's a, that's a tough question. Um, I've, I've had this discussion with, um, uh, a bunch of people that own shops, um, and we're, you know, there's, there's no, at least from the people that I talk to, there's really no consensus, uh, to it. On one side, there are, you know, what I call the purists, meaning like just stick with one brand or, and, and just stick with their, kind of um, varieties, that's it, and um, and then I have other people who have been very successful with uh, having two or three different types of espressos and giving the customer uh, those options. I am more on the purest side, so at my shop, I only had one blend for espresso, I had one blend for drip, and a decaf, and that's it. I never deviated from that, right? Now, I did try to bring you know to feature different things in there because i thought you know having uh, a guest espresso would uh, would be kind of interesting for my for my customers but just i i couldn't sustain it at my shop um because uh, you know two issues one most people don't really you know don't really kind of get the benefits of Having a variety of different brands, right? Like, let's say you have a house espresso and and a guest espresso, and somebody orders a latte, and you say, do you want it in a guest espresso or do you want it in with the house espresso? And the guest espresso would probably be like I don't know, thirty cents more or something, uh, for the latte. And you know, when people try it, uh, most of them won't really n- know the difference between you know the guest espresso to uh, the house espresso because at the end of the day, right, like. They're ordering, uh, let's say, an 8-ounce drink. Of that, only maybe like one and a half of it is coffee. The other, the other part is milk. So they're really kind of getting a whole cup of flavored milk, right? And, and I feel like uh, some of the coffees, like the, the flavor is so subtle that it doesn't really matter. Like, you won't be able to tell the difference. I mean, not to say that there's no difference, right? Like, sometimes, you know, the coffee could be very acidic, very fruity or whatever, and it could be very different from, you know, uh, your traditional one, which could be kind of very like chocolatey, very earthy or, or whatever the blend is. I mean, the juxtaposition could be very different and, you know, maybe the flavor will come through in a full cup of milk. Uh, but just generally speaking, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't see that it was that much of a difference. The other part that you have to take into consideration when you're offering different uh, blends is your coffee, you're probably going to buy it in five-pound bags. And depending on the volume uh, with espresso, um, you are going to, you know, think about it. You're going to go through it like every espresso shot is going to be 20, 24 grams, right? Something like that um, of um, of coffee. Um, um, And at the end of the day, um, if you're not, if, if you don't run through it, if you don't run through that bag that you just opened in like two days, it's going to start drying up. You know, flavor is going to start changing. It's going to start getting bitter. It's going to start losing all of its oils. Um, so you're not going to be able to maintain a good quality um, espresso specifically if your bag's been open for too long. Um, so that's, that's why kind of it didn't work at my shop. But I've seen it work at other shops and I've seen other shops that have done a great job at it um and it just somehow it works but it also has to do with uh, the volume and it also has to do with um, you know being able to train your uh, staff well enough where they know to ask uh, whether you know what type of uh, blend they would use and they would know how to recommend it or you know they would know how to talk about it so um anyway just give it a try i mean you got nothing to lose um it might be interesting to just do every two three months you just bring like a guest blend in there you know just to kind of spruce it up a little bit and give your customers something different uh to try but at the end of the day i think most customers uh come to your shop because they like what they see they like the thing they buy all the time and You know, if they wanted something different, they would have asked for it or they could have gone somewhere else. So, but anyway, just give it a try, Um, you know, and and if it doesn't work out then just just stop the program. And with that, um, this is uh, the end. We've come to the end of our 20th episode. Um, Now, it's 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 kind of unbelievable to me. We're still here, but we're we're, you know that that I'm still kind of doing this um, 20 episodes later. But um again, if you have any questions, you know, just drop me a, a a line at dolani at gmail.com. And um, like I said at the beginning, um, I'd love it if you guys um uh, can you know just provide me some feedback. Um just rate the the I guess the podcast show and you know let me know what you think. Okay. Until next time, have uh, um um Have a good uh, week. Bye. Well, here we are at the end of this episode. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, Keep an eye out for future episodes. We'll be bringing in uh, some people with some deep knowledge in various areas of running and owning a coffee shop or a coffee business. Um, So we'll give you guys chances to ask questions Um, or even get live on one of our episodes as well. So until then, have a good rest of the day.